0: Thank you for coming to the podcast. This is Top Turtle MMA Podcast on ktoppress.com. I'm Danny gubbie Freeland joined as always by my co-host Shockwave, Dave Tremonte. Well, the UFC is off this weekend, but that does not mean we are. We are still giving you the interviews you know and love. Kicking off the show this week is our interview with Blake Builder, who's got a big fight coming up next weekend at UFC Vegas 85. And then coming up the weekend following is a Brutal Brazil fight, and we'll of course be talking to her on the show as well. Plus, we're bringing back the combat countdown in our off weeks. We like to do a fun top five countdown because the Canadians did not fare so well this past weekend. We are going to be counting down our five Canadians that we think the USC should sign next. But before we get to any of that great content, I do have to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Game Up Heart Hydration. Welcome to the game. Welcome to Game Up Heart Hydration, the new ready-to-drink beverage with sports drink flavor for adult drink fun. But make no mistake, this is no sports drink. It's a refreshing adult beverage to 4.9% alcohol by volume, a special blend of electrolytes, and way more than a hint of flavor. It's a drink that's well, hey, it's really drinkable. And should you stretch before you drink it? Well, it certainly couldn't hurt. Because Game Up is not a hard seltzer. Hard seltzers just didn't work out. Game Up plays entirely in a league of its own, and it comes in all your favorite sports drink flavors, orange, lemon, lime, fruit, punch, and grape. And it also hits all the right numbers at 110 calories, 1 gram of carbs, it's gluten-free, and it's got no added sugar. Game Up is for MMA maulers, urban fitness freaks, peak bagging badasses, tough mother mothers, beer league brawlers, hot yoga hotties, high handicap hackers, committed cornhole hawkers, or even just professional poolside posers who game up and get after it. Ask for Game Up wherever you buy beer or hard seltzer, and bring it on home for the team. Game Up brings you this episode of the Top Turtle MMA Podcast, and it starts right now. The hosts are ready, the fighters are ready, listeners, make some noise if you are Running for Top Turtle MMA with Shockwave and Gumby. All right, joining me today is Blake Filter, who fights Jiang Yong Lee at UFC Vegas 85. That fight is on February 3rd. So, Blake, I wanted to start here. You know, uh, ten years after your amateur debut, you know, undefeated amateur career, undefeated professional career, you take your first loss in your last fight. And I hate to start these things off with a bummer, but you know, like some sometimes it takes the pressure off. Sometimes it's hard for people to deal with. You know, like what was it
1: like for you? You know what? it was unfortunate. you know there was times in that fight that I could have that I could have won uh, the The UFC fans are not very are not very nice, you know so it made it a little bit harsh, you know because i was I was heartbroken. It was my first loss ever I was on a 15 fight win streak. Um, you know but but for me, it just showed that hey, I have areas where I need to work on. I'm at the highest level that you can be at. I'm proud of myself for getting to this level and I'm looking forward to what's what's to come next. You know, for me, I'm not sitting around beating myself up over something that's already that's already happened. I'm just seeing where I made mistakes and moving forward from it.
0: And I don't want you to give too much away here, because obviously it's your training camp. You got a big fight coming up, but can you can you clue us in a little bit on what you felt like you kind of had to go back to the drawing board on and, and tighten up a little bit?
1: Yeah, you know, like we uh, have really good jujitsu. However, the so wrestling, you know, just needs to be a little bit more fluent. We needed more. We needed more more work where we're we're being more active. We needed to uh, tighten up the discipline of the diet you know the nutrition was was good but it wasn't great you know so there's little things like 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 that that add up you know so what we were what we're doing is making sure that we're getting the weight off a lot quicker making sure that the nutrition is dialed in that I'm not eating for eating for pleasure but I'm eating for for fuel and making sure that you know we're having fun in the process you know the number one thing is, is always enjoying yourself, having fun, and enjoying the journey, you know, because so very few get to do this, and so very few get to do this for a long time, you know, and I plan on being in here for a long time and sticking around and, and showing everybody that, uh, you know, that I'm the best in the world, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove that and display that uh, less than a few weeks away, so that's exciting for me. And I wanted to go back to another thing
0: you said there, too, which is the UFC fans not being particularly nice. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm always a little bummed out to hear stories like this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Do you have stories of particularly, like, you know, some ones that were, you know, a little bit meaner than others?
1: You know, it's just, like, keyboard warriors, right? You know, and I developed thick skin because you have to. You know, and, and it's one of those things where it's like I had a little brother – commit suicide and people after my fight told me that i was worthless a piece of crap and to go kill myself and it's like and it's like if if, if they only knew and then i had some teammates recently you know because i've had some, quite a few videos go viral on uh instagram and whatnot and people were like and they're like oh people are saying this and that and this about you i'm like dude it's it's all right. I used to get all upset about it and and go in the comments and and whatnot, but it's not it's not even worth it. People are gonna talk. I go if if they had one minute with me, they wouldn't say any of the things that they're saying. I like
0: that. That's certainly true. Now I, I want to ask about one minute somebody who uh, did have with you, and that's I saw a video on your social media. You knocking out a stunt man. So first of all, you got to tell me you got to tell me how this came about and. Also, you know, like what, what were the stipulations here? Cause it didn't look like he went down with much of a
1: fight. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 So, okay. So it was funny. So my buddy used to do the videography work for the Nelk boys. And so the Nelk boys uh, uh, wanted him to travel with them, but he wanted to do his own thing. So he's been helping um, artists who can't afford videography and building them vid- viral videos. Well, he had an idea for me. He goes, look, my roommates are are like a rendition of of jackass, and so what what they do is just a bunch of like crazy stunts and and, and all this stuff they call the madhouse boys. He's like, so my idea he's like is the next time you're sparring, you could just get your sparring done and then you know stay geared up and then and then go with these guys and I'll have each of them do a uh see if they can last. Uh, one three-minute round with you and so i just got done sparring five five-minute rounds and then these guys came in and he 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 said that they were going to lunch and then when they got there he goes hey surprise we're not going to lunch we're actually going to have you fight a <laughs> ufc fighter for a and see if you can last one three-minute round and so I went against four guys and the fourth guy was the craziest of all of them, this guy Nico. And he uh I ended up choking him out twice and knocking him out twice. Oh,
0: <laughs> all right, well I hope the appropriate waivers were signed in all of this. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything everything was all good. Waivers were signed and he was a good sport about it. He was he was uh he 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 welcomed it. He wanted it. He was he was having he was having fun. He enjoyed it. So, <laughs> well, it is what it is. It, it is what it is. Now let's, let's talk it about the
0: next, is. the next kind of fun you get to have, which is fighting somebody who's got a little bit more pushback. Now, before we get yeah. to talking about Ji Yong Lee here, I, I do want to talk about the fact that, you know, you're heading back to the Apex because, you know, you got your contract on the contender series. Then they stuff you in two enormous stadium shows. And I know you're a guy who loves the big crowd. You know, you wanted to, you know, sort of, yeah i'm you told me one time you like the professional wrestling vibe of the walkouts and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah so what's yeah, it like totally. knowing so what's it like knowing you're going you know back to where it started with you know 35 people watching
1: i don't mind it you know it's 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 one of those things where the the crowd's not there so you can hear your coaches better um i've been <laughs> i've been in enemy territory twice you know so and so i was uh, i was a little bit looking forward to uh being back in the hometown and uh uh you know the my own country and having having some cheers for me uh but i can i can i can put that off uh to the to the next fight uh this one is exciting and i'm looking forward to it you know no crowd big crowd it doesn't matter i love i love the crowd and i love the fans it's it's such an honor to be able to like go and meet all of them and take pictures with them afterwards, you know. And I'm sure that will happen after the fight. Um, but it's okay, you know. It's 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 nice. You, you get a little bit smaller of a cage. You get to you get to hear your coaches. Uh, I get to hear the commentary. Uh, they told me I was a slow starter when I was going to get Alex Morgan, so I had to turn it up real quick enough. that first round. I, I love that. I
0: love that. Now, so let's let's talk about the opponent himself too. You know, Ji Yong Lee, a guy who was on road to the UFC, but outside of that, you know, not a lot of chances to watch him. Other than that, uh, did you know much about him when they offered him to you? Did did, did you have to do some research?
1: Uh, yeah, I did, I, did, I I never heard of him before, but he's a he's a good fighter. Yeah, he's like I think he's trained with the the uh, the Korean national team. He's uh done some training up at alpha Male. uh he's 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 good you know I just feel that all the all the improvements that we've made will be able to shut down uh anything that he that he brings to the table uh I've, I've 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 looked him up i've i've seen some of his fights and uh he's pretty loose pretty skilled um He's got like that karate, taekwondo, blitz style and uh, pretty decent uh, takedown defense, you know, so it'll be good. It's exciting. We're 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 fully prepared for him.
0: I love it. Now, you, you mentioned, too, before people have given you some, kind of some crap about being a little bit slower of a starter. This is a guy right. who's finished, you know, his last three fights or three out of his last four fights inside of like a minute, minute and a half. Is yeah. that something that, that you've mentally prepared for too? Turning it up early because this guy seemingly likes to get it done early.
1: Yeah, this guy. I mean, this guy comes out. He's got a lot of energy. He's uh, he's a he's a big ball of energy, uh, and he and he's gonna come out and try and blitz, you know, and and, and put that pressure on and 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 make you feel the make you feel the pace right off the bat. So yeah, I mean, we're fully prepared for that. You know, our you know our defense is solid. You know, like uh the the the, the wrestling, chain wrestling, our jujitsu is on point, you know boxing, striking sequences are just different. It's the, the the flow is completely different now, you know, and I've moved my weight down earlier, so you know, maybe uh maybe I feel like uh I started off a little bit slower because I, I wasn't confident that I'd be able to, you know, hold that pace for for three rounds you know and uh and hopefully he can keep hopefully he can keep that pace that that he's that he's gonna try and go at uh for 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 three rounds you know we'll see we'll see you know i'm very confident in my preparation and i feel like uh i feel like they think i'm gonna come out a certain way and uh and and they're gonna be surprised well this is usually
0: the point where i like to hear you call your shot so let's do it let's put it on record ufc vegas 85 february 3rd how's this one end
1: yeah it ends it ends uh lee's, lee's lee gets finished within three lee within three and uh, and i'm confident of this all right well you heard it here first folks this is Ben blake
0: builder who fights jeong young lee at ufc vegas 85 once again that fight february 3rd uh blake thank you so much for the time man i really appreciate it
1: hey dan
0: you're the man i appreciate you too well, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Blake Builder. And once again, I'm Daniel Gubby. Really joined now by my co-host, Shockwave, Dave Tremonte. Dave, I'm going to start here. UFC 297 this past weekend. Sean Strickland drops his UFC middleweight title to Dreykus Plessis. Very controversial in some people's minds. It was an insanely close fight. So, of course, I got to ask you the question. How do you see that fight ending? What was the scorecard you had?
2: You know, I scoring live, I actually thought uh, DDP won. Uh, I wasn't that upset by the decision, but I know it was a close decision. And then I go online, and every person I talked to in person was like, no, no, I had Strickland, and he did more damage, round five, blah, blah, blah. Um, I do understand that the takedowns can't really count. I always give a lot of credence to a takedown, but you actually have to effectively damage someone. So I totally get that argument. But for me, it was a razor-close fight. I saw it as Duplessis. I should go back and rewatch it. But I'm telling you, my live reaction was Duplessis. How
0: about you? Yeah, same thing. I, I had Drykus in rounds two, three, and four. I, I thought Strickland won one in five. Um, obviously, two and three kind of toss-ups. If they had read the judges' scorecards for Strickland... I wouldn't have cried robbery or I wouldn't have freaked out and said, you know, that's a that's a terrible set of scorecards. I think at the end of the day, it kind of went down just like, you know, I predicted it on last week's show. I said, you know, I, I thought that fight would look a lot like Sean Strickland versus uh, Jared Cannon here, where, yes, Strickland is landing far more shots in his jab. You know, his jab makes people's eyes swollen and, you know, maybe gives you a bloody nose and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, the the judges see those jabs and they, I don't think they see it the same way as overhand rights that move your head back. Um, and in those overhand rights that move your head back, according to the criteria are supposed to count for more. So yeah, in, in my estimation, I thought those were probably the bigger strikes, the more important strikes. But again, it was so razor close that I don't think you could make an argument either way saying that it was a robbery, like whatever the judges scorecards came out on that. It it was probably fine. Like, those are probably fine judges' scorecards.
2: You know, I also have to say, I think I have a bit of a bias on on myself when these things come down. Because it's not—I hate to say this, because you have to judge a fight singularly in a vacuum. But to me, it's like, he's sort of a fluky champion, is Strickland, in my opinion. Like, I don't think he's a better fighter than Izzy. I think Izzy will beat him on the rematch. He hasn't had, like, ten title defenses, so it's not like Volk losing his title. So I guess maybe that also plays into it for me, where I'm just like, eh— it was close, whatever. Uh, where do you see the title shot
0: being belonging
2: to next? Uh, is this a Strickland rematch or you just want to see
0: Izzy? Well, well. so I, I think it's going to wind up being Izzy just because I, I think the UFC has kind of learned their lesson on, on a couple of fights that didn't happen where like you got to strike where the iron's hot. And... know this all africa matchup where there seemed to be a little bit of heat before and the ufc didn't wait on drakus to come back right they they instead jumped right to getting sean strickland a a title fight it wound up screwing up their plans royally and winding up having you know israeli Sanya not be able to fight dragons to please ease and and i think when the the numbers come out for ufc 297 I think you have to imagine it didn't sell nearly as well as a fight between Israel Adesanya and Dragos Duplices would. So, you know, the beauty of that, if you you move on from Strickland and you make him fight again, maybe he fights Kamzat, maybe he fights somebody else in that middleweight division. First of all, if he wins, he's got the added advantage of having beaten Kamzat. And now we're talking about a guy who's, you know, a real legit number one contender fighting for his belt back in a rematch against one of the other two guys. And plus we get this uh, high profile all Africa matchup on what I'm imagining is probably going to be UFC 300 where we also already have an all Chinese title fight on that card, too. So it's almost like they're double dipping in these like fun, you know, one's an all country matchup, one's an all uh, continent matchup. It, it's like kind of a, a fun theme that they're creating for UFC 300 there. So I think uh, I think that's a win win for them if they go right to Izzy.
2: I agree completely. I'm fine with it. Um, It'll be interesting to see, but I'll tell you what else is going to be interesting to see. It's our combat countdown for the five Canadian prospects for the UFC to sign. We love breaking out a combat countdown when there are no live fights on an upcoming weekend. So let's get into a little top five list about Canadian prospects that the UFC needs to get on their roster. Gumby, before we get into this combat countdown, I have a question. Does anyone sponsor it?
0: Absolutely, fights so, or uh, not fights Dr. to parlay, <laughs> the combat countdown, which is another one of our favorite segments. It's brought to you by Game Up Heart Hydration. Welcome to the game. Welcome to Game Up Heart Hydration, the new ready-to-drink beverage with sports drink flavor for adult drink fun. Make no mistake, this is no sports drink. It's a refreshing adult beverage, 4.9% alcohol by volume, special blend of electrolytes, and way more than a hint of flavor. Plus, it comes in all your favorite sports drink flavors, orange, lemon, lime, fruit, punch, and grape, and it hits all the right numbers at 110 calories, one gram of carbs. It's gluten-free, and it's got no added sugar. Ask for Game Up wherever it is you buy beer or hard seltzer and bring it on home for the team. All right, we'll
2: start with number five, as we are known to do. And number five is a heavyweight. It's Jag Buller. He's six and zero as a pro. Let's hear it.
0: Yeah, so Jag Buller, for those of you who don't know, he, he's kind of been kicking around the regional scene in Canada, and maybe hasn't been on too many big shows yet. But he's the cousin of Arjun Buller, who you might remember from his incredible run in the UFC and then becoming the ONE FC heavyweight champion. So Jag is his cousin, and he comes from a wrestling background similar to Arjun, and I think that's what makes him really dangerous. Is because with in this. This day and age, we don't really see a lot of heavyweights come through with like a very high level wrestling background. And so he was a Canadian national team guy. And I think that, and the fact that he seems to have some pretty good submission skills, you know, I saw a clock choke out of him or a North South choke out of him somewhat recently. So, I know that he's got kind of fun ground game submissions. He's got good ground and pound. And, uh, you know, if if he was a little bit more refined, maybe a little bit faster, I'd be uh, a little bit more high on him as the new breed of heavyweight prospect tends to be a bit faster. But at 6-0, and there's a lot of room for Jag Buller.
2: I like that. Um, and heavyweight's always a division that is a light on prospects. Uh, number four, though, is Louis
0: Jourdain. He's a 7-3 and three flyweight. Yeah, so Louis Jourdain was supposed to fight in front of Dana White recently on Dana White's looking for a fight. They were covering Unified 55, and uh, I really thought this was going to put him in the UFC uh, because even if he had lost that fight, and we're going to talk about who he was fighting in that fight, I I think he was just going to look so damn impressive plus the fact that his brother's already in the UFC, the aforementioned Charles Jourdain. Uh, Louis Jourdain fights just like him. I mean, he brings a very fun striking pace. He's kind of got sneaky good wrestling, um, and and he likes to be in a brawl. So yeah, Louis Jourdain, very fun flyweight, one to keep an eye on for sure. Uh,
2: Number three, though, is Matteo Vogel, a nine and three featherweight. Featherweight is a loaded division. Why do we like Vogel?
0: So Vogel was on the or, uh, on the Contender Series, and he was basically already signed to the UFC. I thought he beat Timothy Comba in that fight, and it turns out the judges gave the decision to Comba. Kind of shocking to me. It wound up putting Vogel back just a little bit, and then he was on that Dana White looking for a fight card. He picked up a nice win on that card, so I think he's probably on Dana's radar to maybe be back on Contender Series in the fall. But the thing I love about him is his nickname is... Uh, I, I believe it's the tick uh, that the tick just gets on people and he latches onto your back. He's got a sick rear naked choke. He, he's a guy who I think people are going to see with some very fun grappling in that featherweight division. And that featherweight division, despite being pretty deep, could kind of use it a couple more fun grapplers. So, yeah, on the way, Mateo Vogel.
2: Uh, and then number two, as we get into the nitty gritty is Tony Laramie. He's an eight and two flyweight.
0: So this is who was supposed to fight Louis Jourdain on that Dana White's looking for a fight show. Uh, unfortunately the fight dropped off, but the reason I like Laramie just a little bit higher than Jourdain is that he's younger. Uh, this is a guy who's very young and he's also the little brother of another UFC fighter. His brother, uh, TJ Laramie was in the UFC for a minute, Tony Laramie. I think he's got a much higher ceiling because he started at a younger age. He's much faster. Even at flyweight, he looks faster. I love the aggression on him. He's a guy who runs forward with huge combinations with his hooks. Very deadly, can put people away at flyweight, which is, you know, not super easy for people to do. And the fact that he's in his younger 20s, I think there's going to be a lots of room for growth, lots of big fights in front of Tony Laramie. All
2: right, but how about number one, Shannon Clark, a 4-0 flyweight?
0: Yeah, only 4-0 for Shannon Clark, but I like her so much. I had to put her at the top of this list. She's going to be fighting for not just one of the big Canadian promotions uh, flyweight title in a month. She's going to be fighting for the LFA flyweight title. And if you win a women's title in LFA or one of those other big organizations like CFFC or stuff like that, you can almost guarantee that the UFC is coming calling soon. And not only is she thought of as being high enough to fight for the title, but we just watched her beat – who I think LFA had as a bigger prospect than her. They had her fight Naira Rep, who is known as the Bloznian bombshell. And she was kind of, it seemed like LFA's next big star. And Shannon Clark went in there and just took it to her. She absolutely put a beating on her. She showed that her physicality is great. And I don't think you're going to find very many women's flyweights who have this kind of physicality uh, in a fight. And I think she's going to soar in her title fight. I think you're going to see somebody who is very difficult to deal with in terms of the way she throws her weight around.
2: All right. That's our list. I like it. I'm very excited by Shannon Clark. Uh, But we want to hear from you. Did we do this list right? Did we do this list wrong? Let us know at Top Turtle MMA on the social medias. Gumby, we're having a party. What should we do next?
0: So we're going to transition now to my interview with Bruna Brazil, who is joining us from Brazil. As she, uh, this is a Portuguese language interview, as a friendly reminder, and it is being translated by UFC middleweight Kai Bo who is her teammate as well. And we're going to get to that interview for you right now. Joining right, me today is Bruna Brazil, who fights Loma, Luke Bume at UFC Vegas 86. That fight is on. February 10th. So, Bruna, I wanted to start here. Obviously, you had a very tough loss on your UFC debut, but you bounced back with a huge win over Shauna Bannon. Give us a little bit about what was going through your head when when the judges read that decision.
3: É, Bruna, é claro, uma derrota que a gente não queria na estreia, e depois se vem quebrando tudo, ganhando da Shauna. E pô, o que se passou na sua cabeça, o que se passou na sua cabeça depois dessa vitória, logo depois de uma derrota, e essa vitória foi importante para você.
4: Bom, é muito difícil perder, né? mas é importante para a construção, para corrigir os erros, lutar mais forte. E a minha vitória sobre a chama foi uma vitória muito importante, a gente trabalhou bastante para ela. E acredito que é uma construção, a gente vem desenvolvendo um jogo, existem pedras no caminho né? que a gente falha, mas o objetivo é sempre continuar evoluindo, meu objetivo é, hoje é vencer a minha próxima luta eu só penso nisso.
3: So obviously, obviously it was hard to, to, to get a, a lose in the, the debut, but actually it was good for me because it made me uh, get, get a little bit the, the mistakes that I did. So I corrected all of them and I, and I improved a lot. That's that what you guys saw in the second fight against Shana Bonner, We did an amazing job and everything that I trained I did in the fight. And now all my talks uh, winning this next fight improve them the best.
0: And we're looking forward to that next fight. We'll definitely talk about it in a second, but I was wondering if you could just share with us what what were one of the one or two of those things that you felt like you needed to button up between the first and second fight. É,
3: queria que você dissesse se, se tem uma ou duas coisas que você acha que você melhorou da primeira para a segunda luta. Bom, acredito que acho que
4: quase o nossa não vou uma boa <laughs>
3: It was a good
0: question.
4: <risos> Bom, a gente melhorou bastante a questão de realmente sair mais na porrada, eu acho que foi o ponto principal. A questão do de aceitar é, as situações ruins, de apanhar mesmo, de tomar o golpe, que é uma situação que eu não gosto muito, então sempre fui uma atleta muito é, técnica, muito ágil, exatamente para evitar ser tocada. E nesse camp, para a minha última luta, a gente começou a trabalhar isso, realmente apanhar, tomar os golpes nos treinos, para não ter susto ou surpresa na luta, e a gente vem e continua desenvolvendo isso.
3: So, the one thing that happened is that, uh, to the first, uh, from the first to the second fight, I started to train a little bit more harder, you know, like I. I, I... I was always trying to escape the, the the punches. I was trying to get the distance control. So I was losing a little bit of my temples, you know. And now to the second fight, I was more able to you know, like, now I wanna Let's go. like Let's let's bang. It. Now I'm here. I will respond to everything that you brought to me. And so we are just all of these, you know. They're willing to take a punch to give it back, you know. And then I was more tough in the day. That's why I got the victory, you know. And that's why... If, that, if this is what I'm getting better every day, you know, take the punch and respond right away.
0: I love that. And obviously a big part of getting better is your team that's behind you. The Fighting Nerds has been absolutely catapulting onto the UFC scene. I, I was wondering if you could just share with me a little bit about what it was like this past fall, seeing so many of your teammates, you know, Mauricio Rufi, you know, John Silva, Carlos Praches, all getting contracts, all winding up in the UFC.
3: pô, claro que a gente sabe que você tá melhorando muito, estar com o time com os Fight Nets, a gente tá vendo vocês quebrarem tudo no UFC, a gente tem o Rufi, né, o Jean, o Carlos Prates, todo mundo eu queria saber um pouco qual é o seu sentimento de ver seu time crescendo tanto e você sendo uma das que puxa o time também, como você se sente com isso
4: Ah, eu fico muito feliz de fazer parte dessa engrenagem, de estar com a equipe, eu acho que um puxa o outro, se um prospera, o outro prospera junto, o Caio... Foi o primeiro ali que puxou todo mundo. Ele me inspirou bastante. Ele abriu as portas também para mim. Ele vem abrindo as portas para muitos da equipe, assim como eu também quero fazer para as meninas que a gente vem trabalhando e para os outros meninos também que estão chegando. E é muito legal fazer parte de uma equipe que tem uma mentalidade diferenciada, uma mentalidade aberta e sempre que, que erra, mas também principalmente sabe que errou e gosta de melhorar. Que eu acho que é o grande diferencial da nossa equipe. Uma equipe que quer melhorar, quer ser a melhor, então ela mesmo que é ela ela tá sempre buscando melhor
3: so I'm very happy to be part of the team and see all the the great that we are doing all the guys getting bigger and bigger and I'm very happy that I'm here with Kyle, that that was the first from the team he inspired me a lot and now I'm doing the same thing I'm inspiring all the girls we're getting a team full of girls we, have, we already have six or seven girls in the team and we are getting bigger and bigger and better and better and what will What I love about our team is that even when we got defeated, even when we do a mistake, we know we we need to fight that mistake and we know why we need to get better. You know, we always with the truth with us. You know, when we got a mistake, we need to, you know, correct that mistake and evolve from it. You know, that's that's the kind of mentality that we have in the team. And that's why I love the team, too, you
0: know. I love that. Now, you you kind of stole my next question from me because I asked Kai last time I talked to him about what guy was next to the UFC or to the contender series from the team. But now I know you've got six or seven girls you're training with. Is there a girl who's the next to see uh, this upcoming fall?
3: Awesome, awesome, Então, você meio que até quem roubou meio que minha pergunta, porque eu perguntei para o Caio na minha última entrevista com ele quem seriam os próximos atletas que poderiam assinar com a UFC nesse ano. E você já meio que falou agora que está treinando, tem várias meninas no time, e ele quer saber se existe alguma, da, alguma das meninas que estão meio que com o pé na porta para entrar na UFC, Se existe alguma delas.
4: Existe sim, a gente tem duas meninas que podem ser duas contenders esse ano, está treinando com a gente. Uma é a Natália Silva. Ela vai fazer uh, mais uma luta agora uh, no LFA, então eu acho que é uma luta que credencia ela contender E a outra é a, a Jana Popozinha, yeah. a Jana, que fez a última luta no perdeu, mas tem uma, uma possibilidade de redenção fazendo mais uma luta. De repente, pode ser mais uma contender do time feminino da Fight Nerds.
3: Yes, yes, for sure, we have. Uh, two or three goals that, that, that we think that can sign with the UFC this year or, or at least go to the contender and do amazing fights. We have Natalia Alves that is 5-0 six, uh, six, all, all by finishing or, or knockout. And she's very good. She's, she had, she has a fight on March in LFA. So I think after he beat that girl, he's going to credential herself to, to, to sign with the contender series and, of course, going to the UFC. And we have another one that is a contender series alum. There was Jana, Jana Popozinha. She was coming from Great Wins and then she got a uh, contender series uh, last year. But unfortunately, like ten days before the fight, her mom passed away. So she 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 wasn't like in the best conditions to fight in the contender. Even though she went to the contender during a, a tough fight against uh, another girl, she lost. But I think this year, one more victory and she is going to be on the contender again and, and for sure into, into the UFC. And we have a few more girls, but uh, on my mind, these two is the, the, they are more far ahead.
0: I love it. Can't wait to see them. Now, I wanted to ask you, too, a little bit about your training, because, you know, in the past, we've seen sort of the behind the scenes of, you know, your your debut on YouTube. It was a big part of your, you know, sort of marketing as you came to the UFC. I've noticed a little bit less of that lately. Was that, you know, sort of a decision to to sort of peel it back a little bit, focus a little bit more on the training, or is that something we might see more of in the future again?
3: Eu queria saber um pouco mais do seu treino, porque na sua estreia a gente conseguiu acompanhar bastante no YouTube e tal e tudo mais, e agora eu já não estou vendo muito isso, né? Isso foi uma decisão sua mesmo, não queria, queria aparecer tanto no YouTube e tal, porque você chegou com isso e o marketing muito forte no início e isso te ajudou. Uhum. mas e, queria meio que saber o que passou na sua cabeça, o porquê que você decidiu não fazer ou se foi uma decisão mesmo ou não e se a gente vai conseguir ver um pouco mais de você no YouTube ou não agora uma <risos> é, né? pode soltar? bom, é, Acho que... Ah, você é que
4: sabe, é, que sabe, é, que sabe. não, porque preciso de autorização para fazer ah, ok, é. okay. É. bom <risos> <risos> bom, é Eu, na minha primeira luta eu fiz o, o Road debut em UFC, né, que foi uma série no YouTube foi bem legal. Depois a gente parou é, por, por condições mesmo de equipe técnica, que é difícil manter um canal e tudo mais. Mas a gente já está com um projeto legal que já está vindo aí para as próximas, próximas semanas. Aí. Mas para mim, assim, eu acho que foi um aprendizado também de a gente quando é, mais próximo da luta, ficar um pouco mais focado na luta. Acho que Eu aprendi muito com a, minha, com a minha estreia no UFC. Eu acho que isso me colocou no meu lugar, assim, é, colocou meus pés no chão para eu aprender que em, tudo tem o seu momento, tudo tem o seu tempo, que o meu foco principal é vencer lutas. E hoje meu foco é vencer minha próxima luta, assim como foi na Inglaterra. E os outros projetos, eles vão acontecendo, mas com foco total em vencer lutas.
3: Ah, sou... So, yes, uh, the the YouTube was something that I did on my debut. It was something that I felt that was important for me to do. The YouTube was something that I did in my in my debut. It was something important for marketing and, and everything. But uh, actually, uh, we stopped it because it's hard to maintain a team, you know, working uh, all the time for you and doing some videos and editing and filming and doing all this. But uh, for sure, we have some projects that... that, that Soon we're gonna announce, and we have something that to show you guys. You know, show more of my day and everything. But but I feel that from my first fight, I I learned that I need to focus a little bit more when the time comes. You know, when when it goes this fight week, I cannot you know uh, get all my energy to other stuff, other stuff that uh, is not about fighting. You know, that is not about winning the fight. My mentality. After my defeat, it's all about winning all my fights, you know? And my mentality right now is to win my next fight in, in Vegas, too. But for sure, we have some something that we can announce later about uh, how we're going to show our work to the world.
0: Well, and let's talk about that next chance to win a fight. It, you're getting a very interesting opponent in Loma Bume, who... Is somebody who comes from a Muay Thai background. She loves the clinch. You know, you mentioned liking to to take a punch, to give a punch. She's definitely going to oblige you in that kind of fight. So, tell me a little bit about what you thought about the stylistic matchup when they, you know, presented it to you as an opponent. É, então,
3: então, vamos falar um pouco da sua luta, da Luma Rock-Bunny, né, que tem bons chutes, né, e, e, e boas respostas. Você falou sobre o lance de de bloquear para responder, de tá, estar de tá mais com vontade de tomar sopa para bater também, isso é definitivamente algo que ela vai te entregar, porque ela tem esse tempo de luta, então eu queria saber mais ou menos qual é a sua mentalidade sobre essa luta, de como, estilisticamente, como que casa o jogo seu com dela, Seus seus pensamentos sobre essa luta?
4: Bom, eu acredito que ela é uma atleta experiente, né, uma lutadora dura, de Muay Thai, então é da trocação, é... Eu, eu levo um pouco de vantagem na questão da movimentação, na distância, mas a minha ideia é realmente entrar para a porrada, é, realmente trabalhar assim na pressão sobre ela, fazer ela andar para trás, fazer ela pressionar o tempo todo e colocar ela em situações difíceis de fazer ela pensar e fazer ela errar, principalmente. E assim eu consigo conectar os meus melhores golpes. É, essa ideia.
3: Então, eu sei que ela é muito very explicit fighter, you know, she has all these multi fights and everything, but I think right now we're training, uh, thinking about it and, you know, we, we want to respond to every action that she has, but I think my, my advantage in this fight is about my movements, you know, the way I move, the distance control, and I'm going to uh, make her miss a lot and then start to pick it up with my punches and then find my knockout or find some breaking or something like that. So we, we're going to brawl. We're going to brawl in the right time, you know. Uh, I'm going to make her miss a lot and my moving is going to make the difference in this fight.
0: Well, you, you sort of hinted at my last question here, and that's usually I like to ask for a prediction before I like fighters go. So February 10th, how's this one end?
3: So, a prediction, if you puder dar dia 10 de fevereiro começa luta termina.
4: Não importa como que ela termina. O que importa para mim é a minha vitória. a a única coisa que eu penso, acho que como vai ser, vai ser como Deus quiser, porque eu vou estar preparada para enfrentar ela.
3: So it just doesn't matter how it ends, you know. All that matters that my my arms going to be raised the end with the victory and that's all that matters for for me and my team and that's it.
0: All right, well, you heard it here first, folks. This is Dan Bruno Brazil who fights Loma Bume at UFC Vegas 86 once again that fight February 10th. Bruno, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
4: Thanks so much, Daniel. Bye-bye.
0: And that's going to do it for another episode of the Top Turtle MMA Podcast. We want to thank you, the fans, for tuning in each and every week. We would not have a show without you guys. We also want to thank our sponsor, Game Up Heart Hydration. And remind you guys that you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at TopTurtleMMA in both of those locations. And until
1: next week, I'm Danny gumby Freeland. He's a Shockwave Day Tremonte, and we will catch you then.